everybody, and welcome to Laughing Liberally Milwaukee, the podcast. Brought to you by the Shepherd Express, I'm your host, Matthew Filipovich. Every episode, normally, I bring on one of the regular comedians from Laughing Liberally Milwaukee, which when we're not in a horrible, awful global pandemic, is a monthly live progressive political stand-up comedy show. We discuss and joke about a news story, and then we talk a bit about comedy. But this week, we're bringing on a comedian that I met and worked with, actually, during this horrible, awful global pandemic. I am so excited that our guest this week is the extremely funny Anja, not Anja, Seeger. Anja, thank you so much for being on the show. Thank you. All right. So, uh, Anja, last month, a realtor named Nate Pence and his partner Jess went to a Walgreens in Hayward, Wisconsin to purchase some groceries and... Mm, something else. Now, before I tell everyone what the other item is, if you have any pearls to clutch, get them nearby. Get your clutch and pearls ready. If you're faint of heart, you might want to sit down. If there are children nearby, whisk them out of the room, cover their precious, precious ears, and brace yourselves too because they were buying some groceries and some... <gasps> Condoms. Ah, right? <laughs> the scandal. Human beings having sexual intercourse in 2022. That's a thing, apparently. Um, so these two are checking out. And according to Nate, a clerk at Walgreens named John says to Jess that he couldn't sell her the condoms. Jess replies, oh, I got them from over there. John replies, we can, but I won't. Because of my faith. So so the Walgreens clerk refused to sell out the contraception because, I don't know, he thinks that Jess and Nate are filthy, filthy sinners. And if they're going to have filthy, filthy sex, right, there better be a baby coming out nine months from now, right? So this apparently also is not an isolated incident with Walgreens. Uh, there's reports of pharmacists refusing birth control prescriptions over so supposed religious objections, right? So Walgreens, though, however, releases a statement saying that the clerk did nothing wrong. Walgreens' slogan right now is trusted since 1901, which is apparently the year they want to go back to, you know, before women had all those annoying rights. Anja, the whole thing is wild and scary. What are your thoughts? I feel like they don't have to go back to 1901. 1901 never left. Mm -hmm. I can tell you because in 2001, I was in high school and I ha had to take religion class because it was a Catholic high school. And I remember the religion teacher telling us a story about this boyfriend and girlfriend that she had known a few years back who had gotten into some intense hugging, <gasps> hugging. while wearing their clothes. They were still <laughs> in their clothes, but apparently he had gotten excited enough uh, while hugging her in their clothes <laughs> that some of his vital juices oozed into her and nine months later they had a child because they would never, never, never do anything but bring it to full term when they're teenagers. <laughs> but that story stuck with me for gazillions of years, making me nervous of interacting with people of the opposite gender. Mm -hmm. And I think there's just so much bad information and fear out there that this is precisely the sort of 
stuff that does not surprise me at the least that this is still around. I'm not shocked at all. Yeah. No, absolutely. And the the, the list of horrible things that bad people have used religion to justify is obviously long, you know, be it slavery, sexual assault, war, the whole entire patriarchy, right? It's all the and again, bad people using this to justify and to oppress and do harm to other people. It's it's really wild. Oh yes. And 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 I feel like a lot of times it's the people themselves who are oppressing themselves that they they follow all these rules and so no one else is allowed to. It's kind of like if you come across a vegan and they get <laughs> incensed even though there's lots of good reasons to be vegan, but like they get incensed if they see someone else eating a hot dog and it's like, no, you live in a world where everyone has a different way and you can have your rules that you abide to yourself. But the moment you try and control someone else, you are instantly a Nazi. Yeah, absolutely. By the way, uh, there's an update. Apparently uh, he's getting a vasectomy because he sounds like a real, actually like Nate, I saw it as an update. He's actually decided, it's like, yeah, I'm sorry. I'm getting a vasectomy. This is well. This now's is, the time it, to do it because, like, who knows when that'll get taken away? Yeah, right. Exactly. But um, <laughs> you know, so they live like they actually live in 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 Minneapolis, I believe, and they were across the border here. Thanks, Wisconsin, for 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 giving us another horrible story. You know, okay. Obviously, we live in Milwaukee. There's a million pharmacies around, but some places out in out in the middle of the country, there's maybe one pharmacy. So, like, this is one that's like people get inconvenienced for hours and hours. And like, I'm not saying people like, you know, not having birth control for for four hours or a day is very very serious. But some people they might not even have these options, and 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 it's 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 really frightening considering that you know we have a right wing Supreme Court that is saying you know even after Roe, it's like oh yeah, we're coming for birth control. That they they are ready to do this, and it's just like. Yeah, we, we, we need to we need to prepare. Well, I think they're just trying to balance out the fact that back in the day, like over 50 percent of children died in childhood. Right. And yeah. and nowadays uh, the conservatives really want to keep that statistic high. <laughs> but but maybe maybe not children this time. Maybe children will be OK. But, you know, they have to have that high death rate that they want. Mm -hmm. the, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm full of it. But, you know, that's how it feels. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> well, so another aspect of the podcast is a discussion of the art of comedy. So, Anja, you are not just a comic. Because, um, actually, I usually ask comedians. Am I a comic? I, I'm totally, you're, you're, I'm saying you're a comic now. So, most most people I've, I've, that have been on the podcast, I've worked with with Laughing Liberally before. But you and I actually met during the pandemic uh, making comedy videos uh, for a project called Six Pack, and we became friends. And from oh. that, um, so you, but you're 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 also well known as being like a visual artist. You 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 host a podcast yourself. You are a performance artist. You do a, a whole lot of work with typewriters around the city of Milwaukee. Most people might know you from that. Um, yeah. I guess kind of what I kind of want to ask you is someone who is now doing comedy, specifically something a little more that you would call comedy. Yeah. How does that compare with doing other types of art you've done in the past, be it from visual or or the typewriter art or something else that I'd you've say, done? I'd say the thing that always uni unites me no matter what I'm doing is improv mm -hmm. because my art, my visual art is improvisational. I will cut a piece of paper without any plans and just see what shape occurs. Yeah, uh, That happens when I make a cartoon. I don't plan it out. I just draw it. Um, and then... 
comedy is is the same way. I took improv classes over the years, and I feel like imp- I'm just an improvisational spirit. I hate planning and I hate scheming. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I hate editing. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, so what? Like, how is art and comedy treated you during COVID recently? Like, how how have you been coping with? I mean, obviously, you used to do a lot of things in, in, in public with, with some of your performances. How has it happened? How has it been working for you in COVID? Ah, well, um, I have had to switch to virtual just like everyone else. So that's why I started doing my podcast during um, COVID. I used to go in person to Riverest Radio and do a radio show there. Mm-hmm. But I find that the podcast format actually gives me a little more creative freedom, too, because I can control things because they're not live. Yeah. Um, and then uh, I I find I've been able to meet more people and play with more people because of COVID. Like, I never I don't know if I would have been invited to do like a six pack thing like I did with you if um people hadn't been craving playing and Megan McGee hadn't approached me. I mean, maybe eventually I'd, I'd make the connection. I've always wanted to do more with the comedy scene. It's just, um, I don't know. I, I, I took all the classes at comedy sports, but then they never picked me because I am like disabled in terms of, uh, not having watched enough TV in the eighties and nineties. And so I can't do impressions of actors and such. And that's kind of a necessity to do what they do over there. And so there wasn't really like a next step after I took the classes there, there wasn't like a, well, now you did that. You can do this kind of thing. And I didn't know enough people, um, to do thing, but I also wasn't brave enough to ever be like, oh, I'm going to go to an open mic night or something. I just, but it also hadn't occurred to me. Instead, I just like found myself going to open mic nights at poetry things and being bored out of my mind because I don't actually (laughs) enjoy hearing live poetry a lot of the times by people who aren't excellent. And there's a lot of bad poetry. And maybe... Maybe now that I'm talking this through, I'd actually hate seeing bad stand-up comedy too because bad stand-up comedy is just a bunch of people talking about their penis problems, Mm -hmm. and I'm not very interested in that. (laughs) Well, uh, you do do a lot of stuff currently. Uh, Where can people find your awesome art, your awesome podcast? Where can they find all this stuff? Uh, You can go to my uh, website, anjanotanja.com, A-N-J-A, N-O-T-A-N-J-A dot com. I'm also on Instagram as Anja, not Anja. Awesome. Anja, thank you so much for being on the show. Oh, yeah. And, and people should go see the comedy of Dracula at Next Act Theater. I'm going to be Vampire Bride number three. Ooh, that, that's much better than Vampire Bride number two. I, I'd save the best for last. <laughs> All right, everybody, I want to thank you so much for listening to episode 52 of Laughing Liberally Milwaukee. We have new episodes with a new comedian on the first and third Wednesday of every month. Please subscribe if you ever listen to your podcasts. You can find out more at laughingliberallymke.com. Until next time, take care of yourselves, take care of each other, and we'll see you at the next Laughing Liberally Milwaukee.